0: Welcome to my podcast. I'm Libby Rothschild of Nutrition Business. I'm a registered dietitian, business coach, and course creator. My goal is to help you make moves in your business, take action, create revenue streams, and grow on social media so you can set up systems for monetization. This episode is gonna be all about why you're not making money from social media. So in today's episode, I'm going to explain why you're not making money, and I'm going to show you how to set a SMART goal, and I'm also going to give a lot of really relevant examples that you can pull from. So there's three main topics that I'm going to break down today, which include purpose, consistency, and authenticity. I got the idea from today's podcast because in my stories on social very recently, I discussed this concept and I got a lot of direct messages about it. And I thought to myself, you know what? This would be a perfect uh, longer form discussion appropriate for podcasting. So here I am. I'm going to break down purpose and talk to you about you know, how are you using your social media for this example, I am going to be using Instagram, but you can apply this to Facebook, etc. And I'm going to talk about, you know, what's your purpose? And then what is your strategy for consistency? And how do you go about authenticity? So I want you to think of these three concepts, Uh, I want you to break them down strategically as we discuss them together. So first off, I want to talk about purpose. And the first line of question would be, why are you here? And what I mean by that is, what does it mean to build your brand online? Now, I am going to give some examples and talk more in depth and give you some references in the authenticity section. But I want you to just briefly answer for me, what does it mean to build your brand online? Like, what does that look like? And I want you to take that abstract idea, and I want you to quantify it. Does it mean you're going to reach a certain amount of followers? Does it mean you're going to reach a certain percentage of engagement? Does it mean when you look on your statistics, you'll get a, a certain amount of new followers per post, you'll convert a certain amount of leads, you'll sell a certain amount of courses, etc. So however that looks to you, you have to have a clear vision of, of what that means and, and make it time-bound, which is part of the SMARQL we're going to discuss under this section. So I, we I do talk about this in my course, Beat the Algorithm. We discuss exactly how to create a monetization system. And really, that falls under the purpose category. You want to identify who benefits from your content. So of course, that means your target audience. And you want to be really specific about that. So, if you're on social, again, for purposes of my example, I'm going to say Instagram, although I know you can look at insights on Facebook too and other social platforms. I want you to be really mindful of looking at your insights and I want you to screenshot them. So, where are people predominantly from? Are you US based? Are you global? And then I want you to quantify that. What percentage of your followers come from a certain area? And then I want you to also look at gender. What's the gender breakdown? does fall in line with creating your ideal client profile, but also who right now makes up the largest percentage of who you're helping or who you're reaching out to and and who's really following you. And then after you've done a check and you've seen what your insights reflect, I want you to then go back to the drawing board and ask yourself, where do you want your audience to be from? And the more specific, the better. So I do recommend with my clients, I have them take screenshots. Some of them will have them take screenshots regularly on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, even on a quarterly basis. And that way we can, you know, if you want to be global, if that's your goal, then we would look at which country we'd break it down by what percentage sets goals for that. And if you want to, if your avatar, I mean, your ideal client is a female, then you want to have a higher percentage of female than male uh, followers. And then we, again, we want to break that down and quantify it. So what is your current status? What percentage should you have now? And then how can you change that? So I'm at 78% women. Now, my ideal client is a woman, I absolutely help men, both individually and in small groups, but the predominant the majority of who I help are female dietitians, because 95% of registered dietitians in America are female. Now I am global. Okay, so I, I do help people in other countries. I also consult for dietitian connection there in Australia, although they're global as well. But they hired me to represent and help them expand on a global level. So the you know, the majority of who I help are US based. Again, just like the majority of who I help are female. So then I would want to base my stats, my insights, my progression on that. So now I want to talk about limiting mindset beliefs, and we're still under the category of purpose here. So recently, I'm running a mastermind right now with Rachel Paul of College Nutritionists. We're the ones who, uh, we co-created the course Beat the Algorithm for Instagram. And uh, we had a student recently say to us in our small mastermind, he said that he wants to help people in the mental health space, but he's afraid of being pigeonholed. Now, what he said is an exact replication of what I've heard more than a dozen times. And so the reason I bring this up is because, you know, his limiting belief is really just common misconception that I hear time and time again, not only with my one-on-one clients, but also with students from our course. And so I definitely want to say that it's important to start somewhere. And and I want you to realize that when you niche down and when you're really clear with who you help, that's actually going to help you be seen as an expert. And I, I know I say that all the time. I'm actually going to expand on that in the authenticity section today, but I just want to mention that I do believe that's a limiting belief. And if if you see examples of students who we've helped who've niched down and grown, and if you see you know, me and Rachel, Rachel's a college nutritionist, she's my partner, and I am the uh, nutrition business coach, right? I help you in your nutrition business, it's exceptionally niche, and I'm doing really well. And when I say really well, this is my, my side hustle. I'm making more money in my side hustle than I am in my nine to five. So it's possible you have to be specific and focused and uh, follow the format from today. All right, so again, just to conclude this section of purpose, we are going to talk about SMART goal. And I, I couldn't leave this section without saying a strong element of purpose would be to create meaningful relationships. So that's really important, both off and online. I'm going to specifically focus on the online. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you find people in your niche, and they're creating content similar to you or your ideal client as well. I think it's really important that you, um, that you engage with them and that you're kind and that you have that rapport going. And we do teach that in the course as well, as far as who should you follow, who should you engage with? Because it's really important when you're creating your niche and you're positioning yourself as an expert that you follow that proven strategy in order to increase. And that's also gonna help with getting featured by similar accounts, growing your audience, being referred to, et cetera. So now I wanna conclude this small section with talking about SMART goals. As you know, as dietitians, we love those SMART goals, right? Some of us set them for our clients and some of us set them for ourselves. So SMART goal, just to um, just to go over what that means again, the acronym is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time bound. So I just want to ask you to reflect how many SMART goals do you set in your life, in your business and maybe in your relationships? So here's an example of a SMART goal, a very general SMART goal. If you're not doing them now, I'm going to ask you to start general and then get get a little bit more specific. So a SMART goal could be, I will post four times a week on social media for four weeks. Now, for those of you who are already posting consistently, you might want to know what's next. For those of you who are not posting consistently, I will say specifically to Instagram, it's really important that you are, that you're on a posting schedule. Now, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in the consistency section, but it is imperative that you have some type of a schedule going on. So, uh, you know, four is a standard minimum for Instagram, but the reality is, think to yourself, how much are you going to commit to and then how? Can you stick with that? Now, if you're already posting and you're consistent with it, then we can move on and we can add to that sparkle. But I'm gonna, that, as an example, that's the sparkle I'm giving you today. All right, we're moving on to consistency. So when it comes to the the word consistency, what's the first thing you think of with social media? The first thing I think is how uh, what we just talked about this, Markle, how many times per week are you posting? Because I I have clients as well that struggle with this. They're busy, they're not prioritizing it, etc. It's really important that you come up with a schedule And then you also come up with a consistent time of day. And yes, it does matter when your audience demands, meaning, you know, if your ideal client is a mom, maybe you'll find that a better time is maybe. at nighttime after her kids are in bed, that's when she's engaging on social media. And you'll know that by looking at your stats and experimenting, documenting and evaluating. So uh, maybe a, not an ideal time would be two in the morning, right? Because people are going to be sleeping. If you're targeting a time zone, you want to be you know, specific and relevant to that time zone. So those are things to think of. But more important than when is the best time of day for your ideal client would be when is the best time of day for you? Because social media, let's not forget, social media is all about being social. So you have to be available after you post, you want to be engaging back, you want to be responding to your comments, you want to be responding to your direct messages, you also want to be engaging with people in a similar niche and audience and really, you know, giving back the love that you're receiving. That is important. That's part of building your tribe. So the consistent schedule is as much about when is it, when are you available to engage as it is about when does your audience demand those posts? And when people see that consistency, they start to expect it. And that's the same thing with my podcast. So it's available every Monday morning and I'm experimenting with two episodes per week, but people know that a new episode is going to come on Monday morning. And so that same idea, we our podcast, you know, you're not going to, I'm not posting as many episodes on podcasts as I am with Instagram posts it's, it, you know, it, it's going to depend on the platform and what your availability is. And what, of course, what's native to that platform. So maybe you're going to wonder now, all right, well, I picked a schedule that works for me, maybe you're thinking that, but now you're wondering what happens on vacations, holidays, etc, life events. So in addition to picking a schedule that works for you and your engagement and your audience, I want you to also pick a schedule that's consistent with your personality and your life. So what I mean by that is, let's be practical. You've got vacations, holidays, you know, events that happen in life and maybe you're gonna be less engaged less engaging on, on social you know one of my clients uh, she's having a really busy month this month and she told me she's not able to commit to posting as many times as she did the last month and I said to her I'm so proud that you're able to say that because you having the ability to self-reflect and look ahead can help us you know set those goals more and focus on what you're capable of focusing on and that's important is to, to sit back and evaluate because we all have ebbs and flows in our schedule per month per quarter etc and you want to prevent burnout right so when things come up you have to accommodate your schedule that that best fits you and your family and your overall objectives so I also want to talk about evaluation and adjustment. So I am consulting for Dietitian Connection, which is a, a wonderful organization. It's global, but based in Australia. Uh, Marie Ferguson is the owner. And that is it. It's a wonderful platform that connects dietitians, offers webinars, some free, some paid. Um, great blog posts, podcasts, etc., newsletter, which is great. We're working on getting their newsletter. I'm continuing education approved for Americans, which is I'm helping out with in addition to their social. And I have been controlling the social for the last uh, not even two months. It's been less than that. Uh, It's been about a month and a half almost. And they've increased almost 2000 followers, actually 1800 so far, which is really great. And, And it's been a huge jump for them. Their engagement is is really astronomical compared to their previous posts. And so maybe you're wondering what do I mean by that? In addition to receiving over a thousand um, likes and multiple comments on some of their posts, what I'm talking about is looking at those insights. And the insights, if you have a business account, and for purposes of this podcast, I absolutely recommend having a business account. I know some people think that there will be a drop-off in engagement, but in our course and from personal experience, I can say you want to be professional and have a business account and the features that you have on a business trump the features that you do not receive on a personal account. So just to put that out there, I'm a fan of the business account and I will be speaking in terms of using a business account. So when you're looking at your insights you want to know what's working you want to really evaluate each post and you want to know how can i recreate the content that's working and hey if i posted something that didn't do as well according to the insights what about that should i not repeat and that's what's going to help you with engagement organic growth gaining leads etc so I just want to mention for context here a couple of our students who are following the formula that our course gives, which lends you know to what I'm discussing, basically analyzing those insights and making adjustments. And that would be uh, Casey from Eat Well Together, Eat Well Together on Instagram, and Jennifer of Kids Eat in Color, and Gisela from Corporate Nutritionist, all on Instagram. Uh, they're doing really well. So Casey from Eat Well Together is applying our formula, and she's. Getting a lot of organic growth as well as kids eating colors. She shifted uh, some of her posts and she she helps uh, with kids and picky eating. She's got a great niche and she's growing. She's being featured by huge accounts. I'm seeing that every single day, which is great for exposure. And then Gisela from Corporate Nutrition, as she followed our one of our formulas from one of her most recent posts, which is a comparison post reflecting her brand, and it did very well for her and got her leads, etc., which is great. So. I want you to think about evaluating your content and adjusting. I want you to think about looking at your insights and repeating what works and eliminating what doesn't work. And that consistency in the evaluation process and setting smart goals around that is what's going to help you gain organic leads and sell. Sell your products and services, right? So the product could be a digital and online course like what I sell. A service could be one-on-one, et cetera. And that's what you would have mapped out from the first section of today, which we just discussed, which was the purpose section. So to conclude the consistency section, I wanna uh, just end with two concepts here. The first one is stop trying to do it all on your own. (laughs) And then I I lastly wanna leave you with um, follow the the KISS method, which I'm sure you've heard before, which is uh, keep it simple, stupid. So I wanna first mention doing it all on your own. So can you outsource at all? Can you hire a photographer? Can you outsource infographics? If cost is an issue, there are you know cheaper lower cost ways that you can have a graphic designer help and I think it's really important that you're thinking that way because a you want to be following the principles that are native to Instagram right so you want the post to look beautiful but b if you don't have those skills find someone who does And then the easiest tip from this, if you're really on a tight budget and you're not ready to invest in a photographer for professional shots and the infographic or having someone else hiring out someone else just isn't right now something you're thinking of doing, I do think that featuring other users is a great way to uh, not do it all on your own, right? So when I first started Instagram, that's what I did. But I will say when you're featuring other users, you definitely want to make sure that you're still driving home your bottom line, your purpose, right? So why are you featuring that user? What value does that bring to you and your audience? And those are all really important questions that you need to ask yourself. And if we go back to the earlier conversation we had about consistency, when you evaluate the content and the insights, that'll help you understand and, how, and modify future content. And that is a lot of what I do as a social media strategist with my clients. It's a lot of evaluation strategy. How can we gain more organic leads? How can we convert, et cetera? And we do that one post at a time. And then finally, uh, I do want to tell you that, uh, following the, the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid, uh, is it's really, I can't stress it anymore. It's what we teach in the course and it's helped me, um, personally, just to share a story with you. If you haven't been following me for a while, because I've been on social for, I believe a year and a half or something, it might be two years now, um, when I first started social, I do I did these like complex videos, and at some point I did a video with a green screen, and I thought it was unique and authentic, but it was also pretty complex. And I think you, when it comes to social and specifically Instagram, uh, I think simple is good. <laughs> you wanna you wanna be clear, right? So, uh, as John Lee Dumas, my favorite podcaster, says, um, you know. What does he say? He says, better to be clear than clever, but if you have to choose, be clear. So I just want to leave you with thinking, what does clarity mean? How clear are you and how can you be more clear? Clear with your message, clear with your photography, or if you're like me and you're not doing photos, how clear are you with your infographic? Where can you improve? and you're going to have to analyze your content and definitely, you know, hire some help. So, our course, mastermind, one-on-one coaching, etc. that's that's all going to help you. So, the last topic I want to discuss today is authenticity and I'm excited to leave you with some good resources here. Um I want to ask you what does authenticity mean to you now this tends to be a topic that many of my clients struggle with also students from the course uh, a Forbes article uh, titled why authenticity is the most critical part of your social strategy in 2017 says authenticity is the key component of what makes social media so successful for businesses and so Again, authenticity is to me uh, a very, it's a synonym of personal branding. And if you've been following me, you know, I'm a big fan of that conversation. Personal branding is not just a logo or colors or font, although that's important. Personal branding is how you make someone feel. It's your reputation. It's, you know, what impact you're making. And personal branding absolutely will help you get jobs easier, and it'll help you get promoted faster. And um, it's just, you know, it's going to help you make money and impact. It's important. And I do think it's dismissed very often. So Brian Tracy, who is a, a famous Canadian American speaker and author has a fantastic YouTube video called The Eight Laws of Personal or of Branding. And so I just want to mention these laws very briefly. It's really a summary from his YouTube, so definitely check out that video. So the first law he breaks down is the law of specialization. He says you have to focus on one area, line of work, or product. And that sounds a lot like niching down, right? So he doesn't use the verbiage niching down, but specialization essentially is. So he's saying in order to be recognized, in order to build your brand, you need to specialize. So what do you specialize in and how is that really specialized? specific. And then the second law is leadership. He says, you need to be respected and skilled in your field. And he says, you know, think about what you want to be known for. The third law is personality. And he says, all your flaws too, uh, because that's part of authenticity. And we know I've talked about this before. It's not, you know, not about perfection. In our course, we actually teach imperfection. We teach you how to not be too perfect, which is, you know, It's very helpful in making you look human because people do business with people. It's called P2P. Chris Ducker, famous entrepreneur. He's um, British. He says, you know, people do business with people. He calls it P2P. I love him. I'm actually going to be referencing him in a minute as well. He wrote a great book that I like. He's got a good podcast too. So... With uh, this conversation about personality, Brian Tracy uses examples of, um, he says, think about the guy who wrestles crocodiles, right? The Australian guy. He says, how do you want to be described? Isn't that a good example? And he says, what makes you stand out? And although that example is a little bit traumatic, I I do want you to think very critically um, how you would want to be described from somebody that doesn't know you in person or who you, how do you want to expose yourself? And then we have the law of visibility. So he, he talks about networking and I'm huge on that. So networking both online, meaning you're developing a relationship with people in your niche or in your specialization field, and then also in person. So it could be fancy, the Food and Nutrition Conference. And if you can't make that this year, it could be practice groups. Um, so it also, it maybe something that's not related to directly to your field but where you can network with like-minded individuals so I want you to think about a plan of how you can network right so I also do networking with women in business so although that's not directly dietitians that is in line with what I do so I think it's important to to really have a strong networking plan I did a podcast episode about that also uh, several episodes back all right, just a couple more laws from Brian Tracy, the law of utility. Uh, he says your behavior much, must match your personal brand, often online, and you should be the same person as you are online. So what he means by that is no tricks. He says, you know, you want to be really real, And so I want you to think about that. Have people told you in person, if they don't know you and they met you online, uh, do they tell you that you're similar or that you're different? And what does that mean to your brand? So one example I can say for myself is people, the number one thing people always say about me I'm sure I don't know everything people say about me, but the number one thing I've been told my whole life is that I'm a hustler. I mean, I've had people at nine to five jobs tell me that. I've had people on like that I don't know well tell me that. That's just the number one thing people have said. And I think that I also portray that pretty well on social and in my podcast. So that's good. That's a good sign, right? I want to be very real. I want people, I want to be the same here on an, on an episode as I am when you meet me. And I'll know that because you'll tell me. You'll tell me when you meet me at Fancy. You'll tell me when I coach you. And that's another thing with also with coaching. I don't want there to be any surprises. When you hire me, I'm exactly the way I am on this on this podcast. I'm going to be extremely honest with you. And I'm going to be kind, but I'm going to be honest, All right. Persistence. Uh, Brian Tracy talks about the law of persistence, consistency and patience. Again, that kind of ties in line with the example I said about hustling. So consistency, you know, understanding again what I mentioned earlier about the ebbs and flows. So some months, some quarters, uh, sometimes are going to be easier and more difficult than others. And just to reflect on that and be patient. That's just a part of the process. You got to love the process. And then he says the law of goodwill. That is the final and last law. So he says, Brian Tracy says to be well-intentioned and embody uh, valued ideals, develop positive personal brand. And he also talks about back to future thinking, which I really like. So what he means by that in in this um, YouTube episode or YouTube, um, yeah, YouTube video <laughs> he says that uh, back to the future thinking is important so if you were to flip ahead how would you want to be seen in the time another example of that is Chris Ducker who I mentioned a moment ago uh, who's an entrepreneur and he wrote the rise of the Entrepreneur, which is a book I have listed on my um, recommended books to read on my blog he talks about writing an obituary and he as a first one of the first things he says in his book he says to write how you want to be known for when you pass and it's uh, the same line of thinking that Brian Brian Tracy just said you know if you were to go forward and backward in your business how would you want people to describe you I think that's a really important exercise and that's going to help you clarify a lot of this conversation so you know in conclusion Brian Tracy says that you know people with a strong personal brand make more money and I couldn't agree anymore so I just finished reading, and, and I, I mean like two days ago, I finished reading a book by Evan Carmichael. He has a huge YouTube channel that I love, super motivating and empowering, and his book is called Your One Word, and it was on my list for a while. I finally got to read it this month from Audible, which I subscribe to, and uh, it's great, and, and so And if you want to read the book, I need to update my uh, suggested reading on my blog. I'm definitely going to put that one on there. Um, But if you're looking for a book, I I, I do suggest it. And if you're looking to learn more about him, um, check out his YouTube channel. So just a brief summary of the book, he talks about core campaign and company, and this all relates to your one word. So he says you need to have one word that describes your business, and then he tells you how that one word can help you grow and basically monetize your business, which is so simple, right? Because remember earlier we talked about kiss, keep it simple, stupid. I I love how he breaks down this one concept, and and it's what represents him, your one word. It's, It's genius. And his one word is belief, and his channel is all about believing in yourself and confidence. And he showcases very successful men and women from around the world and how they, what their rules to success and and self belief are. It's really empowering. I actually watch it almost every day in the morning. So when he talks about core, I'm just going to break this down very briefly because I really did enjoy and feel empowered from this book. And then, of course, I'm going to tell you what my one word is, and I'm going to hope that you can come up with a word as well for your business because it helps with your reputation, your personal branding. So the core aspect of his book, uh, i and bringing it down into three different sections, talks about philosophy behind uh, how having your one word can help you as well as your core selling technique. And then the second aspect of the book talks about campaign, how you can apply your one word to create a campaign for your business that people care about, right? Because you want people to care. And then the last element of his book is company. So how to apply your one word to various business building components with evidence from other entrepreneurs who have achieved this as well. So again, Evan Carmichael, the book is your one word and his word is believe and my word i believe i think it's innovate so when i say i think i mean after reading the book i thought about this a lot you know how do i pick one word? At first i thought it was hustle and then i was thinking innovate works because anytime i encounter a situation i always like to think how can i get results and what's the process of how i can go about that in a unique way that can yield a you know increase result a different result exceed expectations Etc. And I really look back at all my work, and I think innovation is a huge component of what I do as a consultant, as a coach, as a course creator. So I'm going to stick with innovation. And I want to tell you how that one word for me has landed me uh, not only income and experience, but an increase in reputation. So what I'm doing is I'm giving you, I'm sharing a story about how I applied Evan Carmichael's philosophy with one word, Brian Tracy's six laws of personal branding and how did that help me financially right because we want to make money and how did that help me build impact so this all happened um i was pitched by dietitian connection who i mentioned earlier they are a global organization based in australia and they pitched me to consult for them and that includes social media, but I also write for their American newsletter. I'm helping them increase American audience. And of course, we have to quantify that. I will be working with them at Fency as well. So definitely come and say hi if you'll be there. We'd love to see you. So they pitched me and their core values are innovation, connection, collaboration, and debate. And I think it's wonderful that my core value, which is innovation, aligns with theirs. And because I've been really um, active and my voice has been loud with what I do, uh, I caught their attention. And they saw my passion for social, my passion for also helping other dietitians. And because we aligned my professionalism, their professionalism, their core value, my core value, right? Because we aligned, they hired me. And that can happen to you too. And that's all from social media, Right. I mean, that's from my presence on social media, connecting with them on social media. And now I've got another job. I've got another stream of income and more, more important than that. I love what I'm doing with them. I love being able to connect dietitians on a global level. So I want to ask you, how can you choose one word and how can that help you grow your brand and monetize it? And what value can that bring? So I want to leave you today, after I shared my personal story, I want to leave you with a story that really stood out to me this week, and it was really moving, and I can see the dietitian community was also positively affected by that. And this is that a couple days ago, uh, just two days ago it'll be about four days when this podcast is aired i saw a um, a post on instagram from emily kyle so i'm not sure if any of you have already read her blog post yet but she posted on instagram um, emily kyle nutrition so it's um Emily Kyle nutrition on Instagram and EmilyKyle.com, And she posted on Instagram. I am not an anti diet dietitian. And her post has, you know, over 500 likes and over 236 comments just as of today. And her blog post I can see is getting attention and traction. And what she wrote about is how she's struggling, how she has struggled with authenticity. And she said that people told her she's not the same online as she is offline And she's, you know, coming clean and she wants to be honest and she's pulling from her experiences and she's making a change. And it is such a fantastic read. I give her a lot of credit. Of course, I sent her a message and I said that her post was inspirational, as I'm sure. And I've seen on social that many other dietitians are giving her a lot of positive feedback as well, which is great. But what I want to pull from this example is that Emily has been bold and vulnerable And reading her blog post made me connect with her on a deeper level. And I already connected with her before, but now it's on a deeper level. And I think it's really important to pull from that because she was really authentic in writing about mistakes she's made and about, you know, improvements that she's going to make going forward. And I think it's really empowering that she did that. And She's had some health conditions that she's very open about in her blog. Definitely go check it out at emilykylenutrition.com and how these experiences medically have, you know, shifted her mindset and changed who she is as a practitioner and how she approaches social and her practice. And I think it's a great Reflection and a great example of vulnerability on social media because vulnerability is authenticity. And so I want you to see in our community, I want to give you that example. I want you to see how people, how Emily is being vulnerable and authentic. And I hope that, you know, I know Emily is leading by example. And so I want you to pull from that and I want you to self-reflect. I want you to think how you can be authentic. So I want you, as we conclude today, to uh, just... To, to, to reflect on what we discussed. Purpose, consistency, authenticity. Thank you so much for joining me. Are you ready to build impact and create revenue streams in your business? Go to LibbyRothschild.com and apply for coaching. Also, check out my course opportunities such as Beat the Algorithm to learn how to set up systems for monetization in your nutrition business.